0: From MPB Think Radio, this is Next Stop Mississippi. I'm Sherita Brent here with Jay White. Mary Margaret Miller is away today, but we are broadcasting live from the site of the Ridgeland Fine Arts Festival which is going to be taking place this weekend. We'll find out a little bit about that. We're going to make several stops today. We'll stop first by the Mississippi Gulf Coast, where they're celebrating Mississippi's bicentennial. We'll speak with Andy Young about the Pearl River Glass Studio. Dina Richardson will tell us about the cool things the Olive Branch Arts Council does. Art in the Past is celebrating 20 years, and we'll find out what the Mississippi Museum of Art and University of Mississippi Mississippi have planned for the spring. That's all coming up this morning on Next Stop Mississippi from MPB Think Radio.
1: This is an MPB Think Radio Podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand.
0: And welcome back to Next Stop Mississippi on MPB Think Radio. Miller is away today. We are broadcasting live from the Ridgeland Fine Arts Festival in Ridgeland. So if you hear some background noise, that is because they're setting up this wonderful festival. And we'll learn about it in just a moment. But we're going to make several stops today. We'll stop by the Mississippi Gulf Coast, where they are celebrating Mississippi's bicentennial in a very big way. And we'll speak with Andy Young about the Pearl River Glass Studio. Dina Richardson will tell us about the cool things the Olive Branch Arts Council does. Art in the past is celebrating 20 years and will highlight a couple of Mississippi museums as well today on the show. So lots to get to and uh, I am joined right now in front of me here at the festival by Mary Stratton Smith. She is the Director of Communications for the Rizzo Tourism Commission. Mary, good morning. Thanks for being on today. Good
2: morning. Thanks
0: so much for being out here. So we're really excited to hear about the festival. First of all, thanks for having us out here. I like to uh, be in this process, see the setting up. I get to smell the food. I'm pretty hungry too, so I'm trying to figure out where that hot dog smell is coming from. Uh, But how many years has this festival been going on? About nine, right? This
2: festival has been going on for nine years and originally tourism created the festival to provide an opportunity for people all over the Southeast to really interact with the artists and purchase some of the art that you they see here.
0: So what all is gonna be happening? Uh, where are the artists coming from? Are they all locally based or are they coming from other regions?
2: There, We've got 90 plus artists from 27 states ranging from Oregon to New Jersey, 10 of which are from Mississippi. We've also got four emerging artists from Belhaven University.
0: Wow, okay. Uh, so can you talk about some of the mediums of art people will see, any uh, specific ones that- folks can expect
2: anything you can imagine um, clay to wood to drawing to painting and jewelry so there's something for everyone
0: now why the renaissance i mean it's a beautiful site so of course that's an obvious reason but uh, is there a particular reason you chose this spot to uh, have the festival
2: we kind of wanted to merge um, fine art with um, a really lovely atmosphere that really encourages people to interact with the artists and Kind of put them in a frame of mind that would um, beautify their home and um, really get them in the shopping spirit.
0: Yeah, it's going to be hard not to shop around here. There's some really good places to eat as well, so that's pretty cool. Um, now, I know you guys are going to have music too. So, uh, are there? Could you talk about some of the bands that are going to be performing?
2: Sure. We've got two stages for Saturday and Sunday. Um, they're going to the music musicians are going to be performing um, both days. Um, Delta Mountain Boys, Holly Peel, Chris Gill, Southern Halo, um, just lots of local and regional acts that people are really going to enjoy.
0: That's awesome. So the festival actually starts tomorrow and it's going throughout Sunday, right? Correct.
2: It starts tomorrow from 10 to 6 and Sunday from 11 to 5.
0: And I imagine it is family-friendly, right? You can bring the kids. What about uh, pet-friendly?
2: Absolutely. It's completely free, family-friendly. Our partnership with the Mississippi Craftsmen's Guild has um, Children's Creative Craft Corner with Make and Take Crafts. And there's also a pet play area sponsored by Hollywood Feed.
0: So is it too late for an artist to participate at this point?
2: It is. um, It's a juried festival, so we um, choose the artists months in advance, but Mm -hmm. you can always watch RichlandArtsFest.com for information about when to apply for next year.
0: All right. Well, um, I know you probably have some things to get to, but if you want to come back and stop by uh, and chat with us before we leave, that would be great. Um, And could you give us a website where people can find more information?
2: Sure. You can find all the information about this
0: weekend's festival on
2: RichlandArtsFest.com.
0: All right. Mary Stratton-Smith, thank you so much for being here. Thanks so much for having me all right have fun bring me a hot dog back too if you if you can remember <laughs> all right uh, as i mentioned today we're going to be talking about a lot of things um, also on the mississippi gulf coast they are preparing for a huge celebration i think mary margaret miller is there, uh, Jay. I think uh, our MPB folks are there. Ellie Banks sent me an email this morning and said that MPB was going to be somewhere. So look for our signs and insignia. We're going to have some (laughs) stuff out there. Uh, But we are going to be joined on the phones right now by Chris Vines and also the mayor of Gulfport who's going to tell us a little bit about some of the things happening. Good morning to you, Chris and Mayor.
3: Good morning. I tell you it doesn't get any more beautiful than it is today. And uh, like you said, I've got Gulfport Mayor Billy Hughes here with me who just cut the ribbon to the Mississippi Bites Salvation South, so I'm going to pass the phone over to him now.
0: Tell us a little bit about what all is happening. First of all, tell us exactly where a lot of these events are going to be going on. Uh, I think some of it is going to be at the Centennial Plaza, which has its own kind of significance.
3: Hey, this is Mayor Hughes. Happy birthday, everybody. Uh, It is going to be right at the heart of the Gulf Coast uh, in Gulfport, the Centennial Plaza. I don't know if you know the history of this uh, 90-acre section of land, but it was actually purchased 100 years ago by the state uh, for the purpose of our centennial celebration. But we didn't have that birthday because of World War One. We actually ended up training troops here. So this is a uh, party 200 years in the making. Uh, the vendors already set up a lot of culture, a lot of history, a lot of music uh, tonight and tomorrow. So we hope uh, folks come out. If you were to ever paint a scene of, of what a festival grounds might look like, I think we've done it. But There's been a lot of folks working to get us to this point. A lot of excitement.
0: The stamp unveiling that's going to be going on? good.
3: Yeah, the U.S. Postal Service uh, is uh, going to be doing a stamp unveiling for a commemorative stamp that has been designed for uh, this, for really for the bicentennial, and that celebration is going to be all year. It doesn't stop with this party. We're just kicking it off down here. But the governor uh, is going to be here for that, Senator Roger Whit as well. um, So a lot of folks coming into it, and uh, they're going to be staying through the weekend
0: so tell us about some of the bands that are going to be performing i know the the governor is going to have his own concert the band perry uh, i think vasta jackson is on the bill as well uh there's a navy a couple navy bands i mean folks are really going to be in for a treat could you talk about some of these bands performing
3: yeah paul thorn's going to be here uh mississippi product you mentioned the band perry then the headliner tonight the gulf coast big band is going to be playing um and and this weekend kicks off navy week as well there's only about uh, 17 communities in the nation that, are gonna, that have been picked by the Navy to commemorate and observe that. So Gulfport is one of those communities. So between the Gulf Coast uh, Golf Resort Classic going on as we speak, um, uh, a lot of art galleries, things going on up and down. Uh, there's one in Chan right now. But the main event is at Centennial Plaza today and tomorrow. So um, and like, folks do not need tickets to get in. Except for the Band Perry concert, which is Saturday night. But uh, they can come and go as they please. This is intended for everybody. To come. If, you, if you do want to get tickets to the Band Perry, um, you need to check with the local Walmarts on the Gulf Coast for a donation of a canned good. You can get a ticket there. But we have um, over 10,000 tickets for that. So it's going to be a huge show. And uh, wow. even at this point on a Friday morning, we have a lot of folks coming to the grounds already.
0: Yeah. Um, so I know it, it feels like on the coast, every city kind of has its own identity. You think about Ocean Springs and Gulfport and Biloxi. Um, uh, is each city bringing something different to the celebration? Um, or are you guys just coming together and just having one big celebration?
3: Absolutely. It's, it's a combination. You know, we call that our cultural gumbo. And what makes us unique and rich uh, <laughs> through our heritage is that is that personality. Um, we celebrate our differences and our diversity, but we come together. Uh, for, for that aspect of our heritage, you know, how we were settled. So there is a booth. Most coastal communities already set up in their own community village with a booth highlighting their history, uh, what makes them special. We're going to have food uh, opportunities to celebrate all sorts of P- Mississippi. Um, so, But uh, tomorrow, we're going to be having a parade of cities uh, to kick off the day, and the Navy band is going to be playing. So it's going to be activity. Uh, there's something for... Your palate, for your ears and your eyes. So it's going to be a fantastic <laughs> celebration.
0: Absolutely, that sounds awesome. Um, and could you give us the website? Uh, do people have to have physical t- tickets, or do they just show up at these events?
3: You do not have to have a ticket for the events. Only for the um, only for the band ferry. So I hope you've gotten them. If you haven't, uh, check with the local WalMarts. But that that event is already a capacity. You know, band ferry has roots in Mississippi, so there's a whole lot of excitement. But Vastai you know, Jackson's going to be playing. Paul Thorne's going to be playing. Uh, go, go to uh, J-Mo. Uh, J-Mo, is, uh, his jazz band, was the original drummer of the Allman Brothers. So there is, yeah. again, no shortage of talent. Paul has a Mississippi connection. Uh, Chris, what's his uh, website address? The website address is ms200south.org. And hashtag ms200. And you can just pull up all the fun that's happening right now. As we're talking, I'm watching Still Walker's. Well, by, I'm watching fourth grade students and Cub Scouts. So it's
0: just a great event. Sounds good. Well, we are going to let you guys go. I know you have a full schedule ahead. I've seen the schedule. I know you're going to be busy all day. But we thank you for taking some time to speak with us this morning, and congratulations on the celebration. Thank you all. We have a lot to be proud of. Thank you all. Absolutely. All right. Uh, well, Jay, I think uh, we're going to take a break. How are you, Jay? Is quiet over here. Uh, yeah, he, he's a, the sound man. Trying to balance and... <laughs> all
4: this stuff over here. But,
0: uh, uh, yeah, thank you, Jay, for getting this all set up today.
4: That, it, look, uh, if uh, if you have a chance to get by here to the Ridgeland Arts Festival, it's uh, if you miss like the fair, the fair is in fall, and we're kind of in the spring right now. Mm-hmm. Come over here and just smell a little bit of the food. I'm telling you. And it smells like the state fair. But <laughs> it I does. also want to be down on the Gulf Coast, because you talk about. You know, the Mississippi Gulf Coast is our convergence of all the heritages that go into all the different settlers mm-hmm. of, of Mississippi. So that's going to be a raucous celebration this weekend. I know they're going to have a lot, of, a lot of fun.
0: Absolutely. Well, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll continue with our uh, arts theme. We'll speak with Andy Young, owner and chief designer of the Pearl River Glass Studio. Lots to come still this hour. We are broadcasting live at the Ridgeland Fine Arts Festival. I'm Sherita Brent with Jay White. We'll be back in just a moment. This is Think Radio.
1: This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand.
0: And welcome back to Next Stop Mississippi on MPB Think Radio. I'm Shirley Brent here with Jay White. Mary Margaret Miller is away today, but we are broadcasting live from the Ridgeland Fine Arts Festival. And uh, it's going to be going on this weekend, arts and music and just a lot of fun, shopping as well. And so we're just watching everybody set up and folks are coming in uh, slowly but surely. So we're glad to be broadcasting live from here today. And we're going to be talking about the arts uh, on the show today. Uh, We just talked about the Mississippi Bicentennial Celebration happening on the coast. And you can't mention the arts without mentioning our next guest, Andrew Carey Young is the owner and chief designer of the Pearl River Glass Studio in Jackson. and We're going to hear about his story. Good morning to you, Andy, and thank you so much for being on today.
5: Oh, you're quite welcome, Frida. Thank you for inviting me.
0: Absolutely. Well, I am very excited to hear the story. I got to visit the studio for the first time last week, and I was absolutely blown away. But I know this was your dream to have this studio. So talk to us about how this dream was conceived to have a glass studio. It's very unique.
5: Well, thank you for that uh, introduction. I started as an had a dream of being an an artist. And then when I went to school, I studied landscape architecture. And while I was there, I studied uh, stained glass. And then I came back home to Jackson in 1975 and decided that I wanted to start a stained glass studio. And that's what I did. Started Pearl River Glass Studio in 1975. And then we moved into Midtown, Midtown Jackson, uh, in 1976 on Millsaps Avenue, and we've just been kind of slowly building and growing and having these uh, the art thing going on in in Midtown ever since then.
0: Now, um, you, you have a lot of interesting clients. I mean, your work is everywhere, and people probably wouldn't even know it. Uh, could you talk about some of the things that you do, what, what kinds of glass you make for what kinds of buildings? I know you have churches as clients and uh, builders and all kinds of folks. So who do you cater to? Yeah,
5: well, thank you. Uh, what the Primarily, it would be stained glass windows. That's how we got our start, and stained glass in churches is a natural. So that's our our core business, if you will. And then over the years, we've added fused glass, chemform glass, it, and which is the modern version of stained glass. So the chemform glass allows us to do architectural art glass. We're doing a project right now for Columbus Orthopedic in columbus mississippi but they're building a new office in starkville and mm-hmm. we're doing some beautiful art glass for their new facility so that's going to be kiln glass and we're also doing leaded glass i wanted to mention since you're out there at ridgeland arts festival today i was kind of shocked when you said that you were out there because we're not out there yet we're supposed to set up out there and i thought maybe the show was today but it actually starts tomorrow doesn't it
0: Yes, it starts tomorrow, and it goes through Sunday. So they're just setting up now tents and different things uh, right now.
5: Yeah, we'll, we're, we're kind of uh, angling towards getting there this afternoon. So we'll be at the Ridgeland Festival all day Saturday and Sunday. Uh, now
0: uh, tonight, and, wait, I'm asking Go ahead, Andy. Sure.
5: What I was going to say was tonight there's all kinds of things going on. Midtown, where we're sort of centered in Midtown, midtown is having its final friday event which will be there'll be some food trucks there'll be open studios it starts at five o'clock and goes till eight and then at pearl river glass studio our studio gallery we're inviting the attic gallery from vicksburg to come over and do a pop-up show so if you're familiar with leslie silver and her stable of artists they're going to be exhibiting tonight in jackson in midtown at the pearl river studio gallery so we want everybody to come out tonight if you're going to get started on your arts weekend you can do it here in midtown and then go to the uh, richland show tomorrow and saturday or sunday
0: so andy for those who are interested you you offer glass classes right talk about Uh, that
5: yeah well you know I think people are interested in authentic experiences because so many of us you know sit in front of a computer all day long and talk on the telephone so what we do at Pearl River we have the kiln-formed glass the fused glass and we're offering classes so that people can come in and spend a few hours with their friends and make something creative in our kiln-formed glass studio we have professional artists that are part of our team and they lead people in making something and then we put it in the kiln and they can come back the next week and pick it up and take it home and have something that they've handmade themselves. And so, you know, to me, it's it's all about having opportunities for people to be creative. I think that um, that's a part of our lives as human beings that sometimes we kind of overlook that opportunity to do something creative and stimulate our imaginations.
0: Absolutely. Um, Now, Andy, you showed me a couple, uh, I would call them machines at the studio that that really are uh, pertinent (laughs) to uh, the kinds of things that you make. Could you talk about that machine? I don't remember the name of it, but you know uh, how contemporary it is.
5: Right, right, I'm glad you asked. One of the things that we've learned over the years is that whenever technology can be brought to bear to our process, we want to bring as much technology as we can because it's, it's number one, technology is measurable and it's predictable. And the kilns that we use to make the fused glass, they have to have a very precise firing schedule that's controlled by a computer. And that technology wasn't available to glass artists up until about 20 years ago, when computer motherboards were built into the equipment needed to control the firing schedule. So modern technology has allowed me to expand into that uh, art form as far as glass goes. And then also the water jet machine. When we want to cut glass, it has to be cut cold, if you will, because glass is real susceptible to changes in heat, real quick changes in heat. So we have a piece of equipment that was made in Washington state. I think that it was probably used to make aircraft parts. And then we have it here in our studio and we can take any kind of drawing and turn it into a vector drawing for those graphic people out there. And then the computer follows the vector drawing. So right now we're producing the state of Mississippi and we're doing Alabama and Georgia and Florida and kiln-form glass uh, decorative pieces. We'll have those for sale in Ridgeland too. So we're trying to use the machine to create uh, one-of-a-kind pieces. It also folds right into our... Uh, commercial uh, products and things that we make.
0: Excellent. Well, Andy, can you tell us how people can go about finding uh, more information about the studio or if they want to come take some classes, uh, how can they go about reaching you?
5: Well, that's a great. Thanks for that uh, opportunity. It's uh, Pearl River Glass Studio, and it's uh, the website is pearlriverglass.com, and that's actually where we recommend people go to sign up for the classes because we have a, uh, you know, the Dialog boxes there, and you can sign up online and get uh, scheduled. Six of your friends or more, and come down. and You may want to bring some refreshments with you, and then we'll have all the glass and all the tools and the equipment and materials and instruction.
0: Excellent. Well, Andy, thank you so much for taking some time to be on today. We really appreciate it.
5: Oh, you're very welcome. Thanks for the invite.
0: Absolutely. All right. Uh, I think I'm going to sign up for one of those glass classes. That sounded really fun. Uh, We're going to transition right now and uh, speak with Dina Richardson. She's the director of the Olive Branch Arts Council. And we're going to find out a little bit about what this uh, arts council does. And once again, my name is Sherita Brent. Uh, Of course, you know that if you listen to MPB. And I'm here with Jay White. And we are broadcasting live from the Ridgeland Fine Arts Festival. It kicks off this weekend kicks off tomorrow and we're going to have a couple guests on in just a moment to talk a little bit more about that uh but right now we're going to be joined by dina richardson good morning to you dina how are you today
6: hey i'm just great thank you so excited to be a part of your show
0: well, Dina, I um, came across the Olive Branch Arts Council when I saw a story about uh, you guys are going to try to reach out to seniors with dance, and you're offering some, some dancing lessons for seniors. And I thought, my goodness, that is really cool. Is that something that the Arts Council typically does, uh, host those type of events uh, in Olive Branch? Uh,
6: yes, uh, we do. We have in the past, and uh, we actually just finished up a month of ballroom dance lessons for our seniors, which was taught at the Senior Center in Olive Branch. And uh, yes, we try to promote uh, art for all ages in uh, our community. And so this is a um, an, uh, dance opportunity for our seniors. Uh, that's great exercise, it's good for their health. And they learned salsa, foxtrot, waltz, merengue, and rumba. Oh, wow. (laughs) uh, So they had a nice-sized group that showed up, and uh, the instructor is Kaylee Richardson Berenzi, and she's a dance instructor at the uh, Blue Suede Ballroom in Memphis, Tennessee. And uh, so that that was uh, one of our annual events that we do.
0: So, can you talk about the uh, necessity of an arts council, you know, why artists need that kind of support? Um, is, it, is it kind of hard for artists to get the support they need?
6: Yes, um, we give the artists an opportunity to show their works of art and uh, we give the community an opportunity to be involved in um, different art aspects uh, throughout the year. A lot of our events are free and um so again we tr- we try to do something in each of the art fields um mostly art exhibits um, for our local artists and um but we do uh, uh sponsor theater and um, uh, we usually have some type of band uh, music uh, event and um, one of our new events coming up April 22nd is Garden with the Arts and this is combining gardening with an art exhibit and it's uh, being held on um, Earth Day. So we're looking forward to um, uh, this new event and uh, we we are trying to upscale it from just a standard uh, festival. And so that we we we're going to have jazz bands, and and, uh, we're going to have box lunches, and and um, uh, different demonstrations on gardening, and uh, our art is exhibited with potted plants and and uh, trees and and, um, different gardening aspects.
0: Dana, can you talk about how you get the kids involved? I think uh, I heard saw that the the arts council is. Uh, yes. branched out in some of the schools. Why yes. is it important for you know, the, the kids to get exposed to art at a young age?
6: Well, unfortunately, uh, art has been taken out of the school system, and uh, so they're not exposed to um, art classes like they used to be. And we actually have offered two uh, in-classroom art uh, projects, and um and expose them to painting as well as crafts we also um biannually excuse me bi-monthly uh sponsor um craft workshops because uh it gives them an opportunity to do hands-on with different materials and this saturday we're doing like toad houses out of flower pots and they'll decorate them and put them out in their garden and um and then we also that's kind of a younger age group we also uh sponsor art exhibits for our seniors uh senior students that is uh in each of our high schools and we had a big art show in february and uh, we had a very nice outcome it was held at the north central uh electric company and um uh, we we always give cash prizes which um, encourages them to participate, <laughs> of course. And, mm-hmm. um, and then we also touch on photography for our youth. And uh, it's, it's very interesting to see how talented our young people are. It's just they need to be exposed. We have some great yeah. art teachers in our high schools um, that uh, have uh, touched on not just uh, visual arts, but uh, they're doing pottery as well.
0: Can you give us the website uh, for folks uh, to find out more information about what the council and our branch has to offer?
6: Yes, it's obartscouncil at com.
0: Sounds good. Dina, thank you so much for coming on today. We really appreciate it.
6: Uh-huh. Thank you. I appreciate it.
0: All right. Okay, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we have a couple guests who are going to talk with us about the Ridgeland Fine Arts Festival. Uh, Michelle Williams is going to join us. And uh, we are still having lots of things to uh, talk about. We're going to learn about art in the past, which is coming up. And uh, we're going to talk about the Mississippi Museum. The University of Mississippi Museum is coming up as well. This is Next Stop Mississippi on MPB Think Radio. back to Next Stop Mississippi on MPV Think Radio. I'm Sherita Brent here with Jay White, who is running the soundboard for me and just doing all these amazing things. <laughs> we are broadcasting live from the Ridgeland Fine Arts Festival which is taking place this weekend. Lots of things have already gotten started and we have a guest with us, Michelle Williams. Good morning, Michelle.
7: Good morning. How are y'all today?
0: We are doing well. So you are the ride director for Cricket Letter Cycling.
7: Yes, yes. All right.
0: So what does uh, Cricket Letter Cycling do? I mean cycling, obviously. But
7: <laughs> yes, uh, so uh, we promote cycling in Mississippi but uh, more in relation to the Arts Festival is um, we're holding a tandem rally uh, this weekend. So uh, in conjunction with uh, Ridgeland Tourism, we have brought in uh, about uh, 76 uh, people from around the United States. We have 17 different states represented. Uh, we have seven couples from Tennessee that have all come down. Uh, we had a, uh, one couple from Tennessee last year that uh, went home and enjoyed the uh, arts festival. Uh, and the rides so much that they brought their friends. So, we wow. have seven couples from uh, Tennessee joining us this week. And so, we have three different uh, days worth of rides for
0: them. So, the tandem biking, that means it's like partners. So, it's not a Correct. single biker, a cyclist. Uh, okay. Uh, and,
7: matter of fact, our um, rally is called the Oboe Tandem Rally. And Oboe stands for one behind the other. Uh, so, uh, we have uh, uh, the couples, but we also have one triple. So, there's mm-hmm. a. Uh, a uh, group here, um, three people that are have a bike built for three.
0: Oh, that's interesting. So, is uh, the work equally dispensed when you're riding these bikes, or does one person have to work harder than the other?
7: Basically, it's going to be about the same each. Uh, so they call the uh, the uh, person in the front the captain, and uh, the person in the back is called a stoker. Uh, t- the uh, the person in the front actually does the steering, uh, but the person in the back is so typically the one that takes care of making sure they're going in the right direction and tell the, uh, tells the captain which direction to go. Interesting. Uh, the stoker fuels the team, so mm-hmm. they're the one that will have all the food right there close to them, and they'll make sure that the captain is eating um, whatever he's supposed to be eating, or she is the case. Maybe we do have... Uh, Uh, Tandem teams that are um, uh, sisters or friends that are that are
0: females. So that's cool. So where can people see you guys riding this weekend? So
7: um, today we're riding out to um, Pocahontas and to Flora, and uh, they'll be riding on the uh, Ridgeland Multi Use Trails a good bit today. Mm -hmm. And then tomorrow we're riding around the rez. That's that's one of our favorite local rides that we do. So we'll actually start from the Embassy Suite and head up the Natchez Trace. Well, we have three routes. One that just stays on the trace. Uh, One that goes all the way over, um, and we'll ride Goshen Springs back to Fannin Landing and across um, the spillway. And we have another one that will go out to Leesburg, and uh, we'll ride out in the country roads out that way.
0: That sounds like a scenic route. I know I like being on the reservoir as well. Well, Michelle, thank you so much for joining us. Did you have a website you wanted to share?
7: Uh, Yeah, the uh, Ridgeland Tandem Rally is uh, ridgelandtandem.org.
0: All right, thank you so much, thank Michelle. You, appreciate it. Have fun. All right, and uh, we're going to stay in arts mode, uh, just kind of talking about the arts in Mississippi on today's show. I'm Sherita Brent. Jay White is with me. We are broadcasting live from the Ridgeland. Fine Arts Festival. It's going to be going on this weekend. They're going to have some music and some art set up that you can purchase and shopping and just a a wonderful atmosphere. We're here and it's sunny and folks are setting up and it it looks really cool. Uh, So now we're going to be joined by F.J. Cutting, the uh, event chair for Art in the Past. Good morning to you, F.J. Thanks for being on today.
8: Well, good morning. What a gorgeous day it is.
0: Absolutely. Now, the Art in the Past event that's celebrating its 20th year, right? Is that this year?
8: That is correct. Uh, We are 20 years young and we have evolved from a community art walk to supporting the arts in all of our high schools on the Gulf Coast through scholarships to the high schools giving grants for the arts and our Boys and Girls Club
0: also for art supplies. Oh, that's awesome. So everything is, is for a great cause. Could you talk about the scene of uh, art in the past? I know it, it, you're, you're near water. Uh, you're, you're located in oh. War Memorial Park which has its own uh, historic significance. So could you talk about the, the scene and the atmosphere? Certainly.
8: The art in the past It is uh, located at, as you said, War Memorial Park and overlooking the harbor in Asker Mississippi. And a beautiful place that it is.
0: So talk to to us about some of the events that are going to be going on at the festival in particular. Are you going to have some hands-on activities? Yes.
8: Um, Every year, or not every year, but the last 10 years, we have partnered with Celebrate the Gulf, which is... um, a uh, marine education festival and there are so many activities for the children, for the whole family. We have a junior rodeo fishing contest. Uh, We have schooner rides, free schooner rides. Uh, The Audubon is here doing art activities with the children. And of course, we have a hundred juried artists who are here to show their and, of course, they are for purchase. We have the Marine Cuisine Tent, and that will uh, have some demonstrations from our local chefs using Mississippi fresh seafood, so people can come and see how to prepare the food and then get a sample of it. We have live music. We have, of course, our own food vendors. So I don't think you need to even leave the park all day long.
0: (laughs) Um, Is there a student art show again this year?
8: It is, and thank you for mentioning that. Uh, Sunday is really our premier event. It is a showcase for our high school students. They present their art. They are presented ribbons and prizes. And, of course, we have two $2,000 scholarships and one $1,000 scholarships be awarded at 3 p.m. in the gazebo at War Memorial Park on Sunday. I encourage everyone to come back out. And as one of your previous uh, guests said, the art that is in our school is just amazing. And people don't understand how art is so important for thinking, for problem solving not only in art, but also in math and science. So we need to support our arts, and this is a good way for them to do it. Come, join us, um, and celebrate the arts in our schools.
0: So I imagine art in the past brings in uh, lots of tourists. Uh, Do you you see a boost in tourism uh, when you have this festival?
8: Absolutely, and especially being this time of year, we see a lot of people here uh, from all over the United States that are uh, enjoying their uh, spring break. We expect also some overflow from the Bicentennial that's just down the road from us this weekend. So we have been very fortunate. The word has gone out and what a fine show this is and the purpose of this show and we we'll don't see nine to ten thousand people here.
0: That is amazing. Well, thank you so much for being on with us today, FJ. Could you give us um, uh, a website uh, if so, so people can find more information?
8: Certainly, we are on Facebook Art in the Past, and on the Facebook page, you will have all of the schedules for the entertainment, for all of the shows and demonstrations and the artists that are participating in this year's Art in the Past.
0: All right, F.J., thank you so much for being on today, and I hope everything goes well. We appreciate you calling in. Thank you, and you need to come on down. (laughs) You are right. You are right. Like, the coast is the place to be (laughs) this weekend. You're right about that. Thank you, F.J. Um, and uh, we're going to go to a break in just a second, and uh, we have a call first. Joan is on the line, wants to talk about something going on in Starkville. Good morning, Joan. Good
9: morning. Good to hear from you. Um, this coming Saturday, tomorrow, we have the International Fiesta, and it's our 27th International Fiesta on the MSU campus. It's sponsored by World Neighbors Association and Holmes Cultural Diversity Center. We have 45 um, different tables, booths set up, and they'll have displays what? about countries from around the world, and they will have food for sale. Admission is free, um, but the food you pay for. And we have entertainment going on from 11 until 3. We have a stage set up with a, with a, a system for broadcasting the wonderful songs, and we can have, we'll see, have dancing and instrumentals. And we start out with a parade of flags at 11 o'clock. But if you want to carry a flag, anyone is welcome to carry a flag. And that would be meeting in front of Allen Hall around quarter to 11. And um, we have a large area of children's activities, all of them free, origami, and calligraphy, and face painting, and paper baby making, and showbac, which is a Netherlands game, and genji, which is a South Korean activity game and we have a pinata at 12:30 and 2 and it's just going to be a day of beautiful costumes wonderful flags delicious foods and smells and um all right we expect a big crowd because the sun's going to be out and so if you can't be on the coast you can come farther north to
0: All right, Joan, that sounds absolutely amazing. You really sold that one. Thank you so much for calling in. We appreciate it and hope it's going to be a success. When we get back, we're going to speak with Julian Rankin and uh, Robert Serino, who's going to talk with us about a couple amazing museums in Mississippi. That's coming up in just a moment right here on Next Stop.
1: This is an MPB Think Radio podcast.
0: Welcome back to Next Stop Mississippi on MPV Think Radio. I'm Sherita Brent, joined by Jay White, who's been extremely quiet today, but he has been uh, working the sound for me here. We are broadcasting live from the Ridgeland Fine Arts Festival, which is getting set up and it's going to kick off this weekend. Jay, I'm telling you, we got a lot of wonderful things going on of around stuff the going state. On. Yeah, absolutely.
4: Especially the, the Mississippi Gulf Coast. There's there's so many great uh, places. Uh, to enjoy arts and culture on the Mississippi Gulf Coast. You know, there's a lot of great, very individual um, different towns, not necessarily the biggest cities, but just towns across the Mississippi Gulf Coast. They all have their individual flair yeah, and they things that, that make them their own cultural experience. And uh, you get to see that a little bit this week. Art in the past is one of those things. I and mean, mm-hmm. that's, that's a thing that's known around the state and around the South. So uh, that'll be a lot of fun.
0: Absolutely. I, I hate I can't go to the coast this weekend. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. I might cancel something and just go. Well, uh, we have on the line with us Julian Rankin, who's the director of marketing and communications uh, for the Mississippi Museum of Art. Good morning to you, Julian. Thanks for being on today.
10: My pleasure. How are you all doing?
0: we are doing great excited to hear about uh, the mississippi museum of art spring has come or sprung as they say and so we are just wondering what's going to be going on uh, with the museum of art during the spring are you guys going to be involved in the bicentennial i know that's a silly question let me ask how are you guys going to be involved uh, in the celebration of mississippi's bicentennial
10: well you really teed me up there i appreciate it Uh, we got a lot (laughs) planned you know and actually i just left a meeting where we're we we're sketching out the, the galleries for a, a really huge uh, exhibition that comes in December. So now we're jumping ahead, but we're bringing this um, amazing exhibition called "Picturing Mississippi," which brings work all over the country back for you know two centuries of Mississippi art. Um, so that's that's our centerpiece for the bicentennial. But as you alluded to, we we don't wait for for December to start to start doing stuff. We've got a a statewide initiative that launches right in May. So starting in May, we're sending. 12 exhibitions from our collection, out to 12 communities across the state. And so it's it's called Art Across Mississippi. 12 exhibitions, 12 communities. We kick it off in Macomb uh, on May 6th. And really every month, pretty much staggered, there's gonna be uh, kind of an ignition point in some community in Mississippi, whether it's on the coast, where we just talked about there's a lot going on, or whether it's in Tupelo or in the Delta or Meridian. we've got 12 exhibitions going out and we're, we're preparing to bring back hundreds of works from all over the country back home to Mississippi, where they've never been shown before in some cases.
0: Now, uh, Julian, I've heard that the museum is, is kind of re-imaging and making sure that uh, you guys stay fresh with the way you look and present art. Um, how are you guys re-imaging? What, what are some new things folks can expect as they visit the museum?
10: You know, we're always changing. Uh, you know, a good example, I guess, that we, we don't have full control over, but is the garden outside. You know, every every year that's a new tapestry. Um, you know, our landscape architects keep native garden beds and plants from all over the state thriving out there. But, but inside, we really are always trying to innovate and, and really make our museum center around the visitor. You know, the, the original object is so important, obviously, but we can't sit back and just let that speak for itself, So we've got a lot of, a lot of great initiatives. We're really um, changing the way we give tours to K-12. We've got a, a really wonderful program called the Teaching Fellows Program where we've got uh, grad students and students from the four area universities here who we've hired to come in and we're teaching them how to teach students. So no matter if you're an educator in Mississippi and you're social studies or English, obviously art, but if you're math or science, we have these these really dynamic uh, teaching fellows who will build a tour around you. So really trying to look at art and seeing how, how an art object is a lens to all other parts of our lives. And so really uh, using using our resources to help better the lives of, of Mississippians—that's our goal.
0: So, Julian, are there any immediate event, events coming up at the uh, at the museum?
10: Yes, let me let me just run down real quick. So, so say you're a social person, we've got some great Third Thursday coming up. Uh, Third Thursdays are our kind of big social night where we have museum after hours. So that's April 18th. We've got a great pop up exhibition of local artists. Um, excuse me, April 20th, and then May 18th is our annual food truck festival where we bring as many food trucks from all over the state as we can fit i think we had 18 last year we're trying to break a record i don't know if you think Shred, are you the one who keeps up with how many food trucks have been assembled in mississippi i don't know but we're trying <laughs> to, to break that record in may
11: and okay then on the
10: art side, you know if you're if you're an art lover um our next exhibition before we bring the big bicentennial one here to jackson is called the wolf family legacy and that's that's the Wolf Studio in Jackson. The Wolf family, Mildred and Carl, and Elizabeth, who runs the Wolf Studio now. So kind of one of the first families, if you will, of Mississippi Art. We're, we're going to celebrate them starting May 26th. So that's the next big exhibition up. And then like I mentioned, the garden, uh, summer camps are, are ramping up. But we've got, we've got a lot of moving parts.
0: Sounds good. Well, uh, what's the website for the museum uh, for people if they want more information? Everything
10: you need is at msmuseumart.org. Like I said, no matter if you're a traveler from, from Corinth or someone right in our backyard here in Jackson, we really encourage you to, to check out something on there, no matter what your age is, no matter what your your interest is, there's something for you in visual art in Mississippi.
0: All right, Julian, thank you so much for being on today. We really appreciate it.
10: Absolutely. Y'all have a great one.
0: All right. And I go to the Mississippi Museum of Art very often. I go to the uh, Palette Cafe on the inside. Uh, Chef Nick Wallace does this thing. It's called uh, Sip Sourced. And he, oh, has yeah. all, he uses these local foods from farmers. And it's just really good. So the Museum of Art is just a really relaxing place. Um, okay. We have time for our last guest. Uh, he's going to talk with us about the University of Mississippi Museum. Uh, Robert uh, Sarnio is on the line. Robert, I just butchered your name. Maybe you can help me uh, pronounce your last name correctly.
11: Thanks, Trida. You got it, Sarnio Robert Sarnio. Oh,
0: Sarnio. Okay, excellent. Well, I was actually surprised to hear about the University of Mississippi Museum. I didn't know that there was a museum. I'm not very familiar with the the Ole Miss campus uh, in Oxford. But tell us about this museum. How how long has it been open uh, there? And it is is it on the campus of uh University of Mississippi?
11: Yeah, absolutely, Trida. And thank you for the invitation to to speak. Um, we are right at the uh, boundary of town and gown right at fifth and university so we literally have location um, uh, to the max in our advantage of being right where the city of oxford meets the old miss uh, campus and uh, the museum has existed since 1939 it was established mm-hmm. as a federal art center by the wpa and was a city of oxford museum for its first 35 years and then in 1974, the collections, the building, the land were transferred to the university, and it became a university-operated and owned museum. Uh, in 1974, it is—it catches everyone by surprise. So, Sherita, you're in good company in not knowing <laughs> a lot, but we are among the largest museums, uh, certainly in terms of collections volume and strength—a a top five museum in Mississippi um, in terms of the. 20,000 objects, uh, encyclopedic collections of art and artifacts. But distinctively, we're unlike any of the other top largest museums in Mississippi because we're an academic museum. So we, we're, our mandate, our mission is to duly serve a campus and a regional community. So we're charged with supporting students, faculty, research scholars, uh, giving them access to our permanent collection and the general public. So we have over... Mm. Uh, 25,000 annual visitors, but also distinctively, we have historic houses. So William Faulkner's Roanoke, which you certainly know of, is part of our museum as well. So that really is a, mm-hmm. a fantastic advantage to have the collections and the historic houses.
0: So do you have permanent collections and collections that are, are changed out on a regular basis?
11: Yeah, absolutely. Um, an, an astounding permanent collection of 20,000 artworks and artifacts, it's literally one of the very largest in the state. And then temporary exhibitions that rotate uh, four to six shows a year. They may be loan exhibitions traveling from other museums. They may be developed from our own permanent collection, like this year's uh, really groundbreaking William Eggleston photography show, which was all from our permanent collection. So, yeah, we're commonly, as museums will, will, we have a permanent collection that we exhibit proudly and temporary exhibitions that rotate.
0: So I see something cool. You have uh, yoga in the gallery, lots of (laughs) of really cool (laughs) events coming up. Could you talk about some of those events, uh, those that are free?
11: Yeah, we do. In fact, our museum went to entirely free admission um, four years ago. So we are um, easy to visit. We are the only place on this crowded uh, Oxford campus where free, plentiful parking is available Uh, Free admission, we went to free admission as a gesture of access, uh, accessibility and and lowering barriers. Uh, So we are um, completely open and accessible Tuesday through Saturday, 10 to 6. Uh, The Yoga in the Galleries is an initiative of the um, Rebel Well. It's a program of the campus, um, so it's run by campus colleagues. Um, It's obviously a very serene, peaceful environment to do yoga. Um, We have astounding educational programs for children youth, and families, and uh, those numbers, uh, just like Julian proudly spoke of the Mississippi Museum of Arts Educational Programs, a hallmark of what we do is serve children, youth, and families. Over 14,000 children a year have um, encounters with these collections. Uh, Either we go to their classrooms or they come to us. So it's a hallmark uh, for us that we serve children in the high volume we do.
0: Excellent. Well, now I have yet another stop to make when I get to Oxford. I hope to visit that museum. Robert, thank you so much for being on today. Could you give us the, the, the website for the museum really quickly?
11: Absolutely, Sherita. museum.olmith.edu.
0: Okay, sounds good. Thank you so much for being on, Robert. We appreciate it.
11: Grateful. Grateful for it. Thanks, Sherita. Take care. All
0: right. That's going to wrap us up. Uh, I'm Sherita Brent. Here with Jay White. Jay White is going to talk right now. Jay, we have Wait. less than a minute. Tell these oh. folks about the original Fine Arts Festival. Less yeah. than a minute.
4: Okay, this, uh, it's awesome. Uh, <laughs> there are people all over the place, and uh, the food smells amazing. Again, it smells like the state fair, and that's on the other side of the calendar in the year. But you can come <laughs> out here, and it smells like the fair, and that's satisfying enough. Yes. And then there's also art here as well.
0: Yes, it kicks off tomorrow, and it's going through Sunday. So come out and have a good time, folks. Uh, it's at the Renaissance Mall in Ridgeland, the Ridgeland Fine Arts Festival, which is celebrating its ninth year. Thanks so much for being on. If you had any comments or questions, you can send them to Stop at mpbonline.org. Thanks, Java, for running the board and for whoever helped uh, you with the phones. I'm Sherita Brent and Jay White. We're going to wrap it up. This is Next Stop Mississippi. Southern Remedy for Women is up next on MPB Think Radio.